Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And if you haven't figured it out already, One Rental at a Time is a very different YouTube channel. Not only do I give my experience, which is admittedly very narrow, buy and hold long-term renters, I have experts. And really what we have is we have experts on experts that really tell a combined story. And today we've got Matt, the mortgage guy, who comes back every Wednesday to tell us what's going on in the mortgage market. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's great talking to you every week. It's great listening to you know all the other guests from you know the lumberjack landlord to Omar. I'm I'm tuning in to listen to those guys because that's how you know all of us that are involved in real estate in any way are are going to learn and get smarter and know what's going on is listening to other folks that are yeah. doing the work every day that are doing the work, not just doing pretty charts in their mom's basement, right? We actually are out there doing it, putting millions of dollars to work. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you caught it, but we actually had Brian Lebo back from Las Vegas uh, yesterday. I think it went out at five and he has another one going out today at one talking about new builds, but it is very clear. Uh, from real estate brokers, whether it's Brian Lebo or Omar or Ty or any of these other investors, that we have true demand in uh, demand destruction. We also have supply, right? Vegas real estate's up 25% in six weeks. Now, some people are going to go nuts when they hear that, but it's from 14 days to 17 days. But the trend is there. And, and Brian was talking about the last two weeks. Again, supply is going up. So what are you seeing, right? Are you seeing more I guess what I what Brian and I got to is we truly have FOMO, but now it's FOMO from sellers, which is just wild to see. Last year it was FOMO from buyers, now it's FOMO from sellers. So are yeah, you and they sh- and they should be getting FOMO because the market's a lot different. Um, there's there's not as many buyers. Like um, I saw somebody, it might have been on TikTok or something. It was a real estate agent just saying, "Hey, here I am, three hours into an open house." yet to see somebody what are you seeing in your market yeah and you know so locally for me and for for agents across the country um you know i literally read through 50 comments where a realtor said same market same price point three weeks ago i had 20 people through the open house today two three weeks ago this person got 12 offers currently one or two right and so it's it's one of those things too, where, where what, what should surprise people or what has surprised people is the speed, right? It's like, oh, last year was this way and this year it's this way. We're talking about last week or two weeks ago, four weeks ago, it was a certain way. I think there's some seasonality to some of the yeah. inventory numbers, Strange. but yeah. like March to April, if you look at Sacramento and surrounding, Ryan Lundquist, who does a great job with real estate you know, um, analysis and, and stats, we're up like 30% for most of Sacramento and surrounding from March to April. Mm-hmm. One thing to consider if, if, if you're looking at the real estate market is when you go up from a really low level, right? Like 30% increase shouldn't be alarming, right? right. Um, but as a buyer, as a seller, as an investor, pay attention because things are changing. Things have already yeah. changed. Yeah, it's... Um... 
Yeah. So again, right. We did a fork. We did a 2022 prediction video back at the end of December, might've been the first week of January. And both you and I, we, we got all of our interest rate increases for the year in the first hundred days. Yeah. That was unexpected. Uh, you're right. It's a speed thing, right? I have been calling a real estate slowdown for six months and I have been right, but I have to tell you, uh, the slowdown is happening faster than I expected. Now, some of you are going to reply, not in my market. Just wait. It is coming. This will be a national slowdown. Um, you just, it just can't, it just, you can't have, even if you're in like Florida, which is probably the hottest of hot markets given population, right? It's just, you get a thousand people a day in a market where you're not building enough, prices go up. But even in Florida, it'll slow. I'm not, again, when I say slow, it's going from 100 to 80. In some markets, it'll go from 100 to 50. In some markets, it'll go from 100 to 10. And yes, some might even go backwards. But right. nationally speaking, no housing crash in prices anyway. Yeah, and that's, and that's something, you know, I look at my market, I look at all markets. Um, people get confused or they pick and choose the information they want to see and they go, look at all these price reductions. And that immediately to them says, house listed for 500, I can offer 440. One thing you said, which is true, people should listen to, going from 100 to 80 or for 160 doesn't mean home no. prices are going down 20%. I just looked today just at the zip code I live in just because yeah. I'm curious. And I saw a house that just had a $40,000 price reduction from 615 to 575. Okay. The problem with somebody who just looks at that and doesn't understand the whole picture is that people go, oh my gosh, 615 to 575. What is that? That's like a, um, you know, seven or 8% reduction. When this thing hit the market, Mike, I thought to myself, this is a seller and an agent who don't understand. They should have listed at 569 when they listed it. They, they, they looked at these past sales and then they pinned theirs 40,000 above, not knowing that like, hey, listen, we went from here to flat real quick. So exactly. don't price 40,000 above the highest listing in the neighborhood like you could have done if you were looking at data every 60 days for the last two years. You could have just gone 440, 480, 520, 560 like that because that's how prices were going. Now that they've gone flat real quick, you can't list at 615. It literally got no action, I'm sure. I could oh, have yeah. told the listing agent that the day they friggin' listed it. You can't get 615. People are gonna pass this house by. So now they've reduced to 575. And I've told this story before. It's, it's, it's so obvious to people that are paying attention. You did your seller a disservice or the seller was stubborn and did themselves a disservice by just be, saying, I'm gonna list at 615. Because now you've got a little bit of, you know. Stink. Stink on your listing. And people go, well, shoot, it was on the market for two weeks and nobody's been on it yet. Like must have something wrong with it. And, you know, they might either settle for a 560 offer or have to reduce again or whatever they do. If they listed it at 569 two weeks ago, they would have got an offer for 580 and been done. Yeah, no, this, and this is what really drives a lot of people crazy, right? Uh, I'm now calling it wish pricing. They're like, even with Brian Lebo yesterday, right? I said, dude, we're getting a lot of listings coming on. Uh, but some percentage of those are what I call wish pricing. This example, right? 615 should have been 569. That's wish pricing. That makes the data look bad because again, it, it ages out, but it was never going to sell at 615. And oh, by the way, a $40,000 price cut 
isn't a reduction in value. It's not an increase in value, but it's also not a reduction in value because the right number was 569. A lot of people are just, um, a lot of people want housing to crash. They just oh, do. They do. For sure. Yeah. 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 But again, I think the housing slowdown is real. I mean, we talk about the lending market. You and I called something six months ago, maybe five months ago. We said refi demand would be down 75% this year. Well, again, it happened faster than either you or I expected. It happened last week, according to Mortgage Brokers Association. They just reported refi demand down 76% year on year. Yeah, they've got to be running out of people. I was talking to a, a stats person who works for a big um, you know, firm that follows all this stuff. And they can do it by lender, right? And like the leader far and away, refinancing people that have, what do they call it? Negative incentive. Like they're oh, on like wow. 3% mortgage. Rocket mortgage is, is far and above. But if you're getting pushed by rocket mortgage, just don't do the loan. I mean, right, right. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's just, they're, they're writing bad loans, you know? Or hurting the, people long-term. Yeah. The number of loans they're writing for people with this quote unquote negative incentive, I can tell you without looking at each individual loan, they're writing bad loans, right? They are. Because yeah. there's not enough reasons to go from 3% to five and a quarter. There's, you want to know another interesting stat, Mike, is uh, when you look at beginning of the year to, to right now, mm. and you can look across primary purchases, you can look across refinance, um, and, and rate and term and cash out the number of points people are paying mm. this, this one surprised me. And then I thought about it, I go, okay, I'm not surprised, but it's not good. Cash out refinance average number of points paid 0.6 in January yeah. today, 1.4. Oh, which tells you like when I'm talking to this person, the conversation is, Hey, listen, man, like you've gained a hundred thousand equity over the last year. I'm just asking you to, to throw away 8,000 of that to buy this thing down to 4.625. And 4.625, while it's higher than the three and the quarter you got now, um, you're going to be able to pay off that car loan and pay off that 30,000 in credit card. Whatever the story is, right? Like yeah. salespeople can, can do gymnastics around a bad deal until a consumer goes, well, maybe you're right. Um, and, you know, I've got all kinds of issues with that. Not that paying points is always bad. I've got clients that, you know, it might make sense and you might pay a half a point or three quarters of a point and it's got a 24 month break even. But to know that like the, the, the average number of points has doubled, if the average is 1.4, there's people paying two points and three points, right? And that almost never makes sense. Like I've looked at the break evens on those especially considering I actually caught part of Lebo's conversation and I agree with him that we're going to see lower rates oh, in yeah. the future, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when the Fed has to, has to go back and help, you know, revive this economy after we've gone into a recession and they've got some bullets, yeah. um, you know, we might see lower rates. So, so don't well, pay two and a half points today. Yeah. So let's poke at that a little bit because there's a lot of people. So I think it's Brian Lebo, Dion from Dion Talk and... One, uh, one other of my experts, they, they're coming out saying they think the Fed could have to cut rates this year. Are you in that camp? Gosh, 
gosh, I don't know if I can see it that quick. You know, they've got they've they've got to load the gun first, right? They've got they've got to get the Fed funds rate up to three and a half or four. And and, you know, it's interesting to hear different people talk like, are we going to have four straight 50 basis points? Are we you know, where are we going to get to? Are we going to only get to three? Will we get to three and a half? Will we get to four percent of the Fed funds rate? Because the farther we can go that way, the more room we're going to have you know, to go back to quantitative easing. And I think you may have said it or other may have said it like, you know, how, how, how much fight does Jerome Powell got in him, right. For, for this, you know, fight against inflation and whatnot. And when, once, once he starts to get a little pushback, Q2 numbers come out, we say, Hey, listen, we're in a recession, you know, is, is he going to continue with, with the fight inflation and and quantitative tightening, or is he going to reverse course yeah, earlier. so I, I think there's a lot of people with hopium. Again, I, and the third expert was Taylor on Mondays. This, he's a Wall Street guy. There's a lot of people that are getting smashed right now because Jerome, right? You bet, you don't, don't bet against the Fed, right? A lot of people got caught on the wrong side. A lot of them have been trained that when Wall Street throws up, the Fed relents. Folks, we have not had 8% inflation since the late 70s. This, he is not coming. His number one job is stable prices. We are crushing the poor, the middle class. He doesn't give a shit about asset prices when we have 8% inflation. He cares about Wall Street when he's got 1% inflation. Wall Street is so not on his radar. Crypto, not on his radar. He is trying to save the people that are looking at the bills going, do I pay for food or do I pay for electricity? That's who Powell is trying to save today. He don't give a shit about asset prices. I'm sorry. Right, right. I mean, and and for good reason, right? Like, there's there's bigger bigger fish to fry. Inflation is 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 the biggest baddest boogeyman right now. And and it's what a regressive the tax. It's a regressive tax. And oh, by the way, inflation hurts 10, 20, 30 times as many people as Wall Street crashing. Whether you like it or not, a very small percentage of people invest in the stock market. It's just true, right? I don't know what the number is. Even if you include 401ks and pensions and all this stuff, I bet you it's not even 30% have real money in Wall Street. Right. That's yeah. why Powell doesn't care about Wall Street when one, 100% of Americans are hurt by inflation. He's, he's got to fix it. And right. I think he gets the fund rates to 3% this year. I called it months ago. I think he takes it ultimately to 4% by the summer. Then he might pause and see where we're at. And oh, by the way, about Q2, I think there is no chance, given retail sales yesterday, we have a recession declared because I think GDP will be positive in Q2 and they might revise Q1 up. So uh, I think a recession, I do think a nasty recession is coming, but it's next year. Right. Yeah. You've got a longer time horizon. And, you know, to your point too, about hopium and some people like, you know, in the mortgage world. Of course, we'd love to see sub four percent rates, you right? <laughs> Everything that's written this year, five percent plus. Like, all right, let's refi everybody. And and I got that feedback and listened to it because I'm an open minded guy. Yeah. Where I was telling a story about three lender executives from three of the biggest lenders across the country, and the guy just looked at me in the face and said, "Matt, like." These are lender executives. Like yeah, they exactly. want optimism. They want you to feel good about the mortgage market. They don't want to cut forward. heads. They don't right. want to cut people. And, and, yeah. and so, so of course, you know, a scenario that would benefit the mortgage market is one where it's like, hey, this might happen, right? And so, you know, I'm I'm well aware that, you know, may not happen, may take longer. And, you know, 
one of the reasons why when we're advising, you know, we don't know the future, right? And yeah. so, so, so people shouldn't be making decisions about mortgage or real estate or anything with the hopes of, oh, well, we'll get into this house now at this price and we'll be able to refinance it later. You know, that was part of the problem with the crash is that exactly. people were, you know, in these neg am products or in other products where it was like, oh, but things will get better, right? My income will increase. I'll be able to refinance this mortgage down the road. Like, don't do that, right? No. Continue to do the work around like, am I financially stable? Does this mortgage work for me? Is it going to work for me long-term? Even look at it from the lens of, you know, if things, you know, in the economy, in my personal, you know, economy at home go a little bit sour, am I still going to be able to make this payment going forward? Um, versus, you know, I like the term you used, hopium, because uh, maybe maybe I, I breathe in some of that every once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's natural. We, we're naturally positive people. We want to help people. We, we don't want to see people get hurt. Uh, but a lot of people are still doing deals. I'm actually seeing more and more investors get good deals. If they want to get uh, in touch with you and your team, how would you like them to reach out, Matt? Go to greatmortgagebroker.com. Quick little form. Let us know where you're at, how we can help. God, what state did we just add? We might be at 47 out of 50 states, but nice. um, whatever the case, wherever you're at, greatmortgagebroker.com, fill out the form, continue to get good feedback. Yeah, um, I do too. Every once in a while, you know, somebody says, hey, I contacted your team four months ago. And um, generally it's somebody that's like, oh, I didn't, you know, I fell off the face of the earth and now I want to re-engage, connect me that's, again, right? That's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> but, but whatever the case, know that, you know, um, we're going to do our best to, to help you any way we can. Greatmortgagebroker.com. Yep, folks. And don't forget, he has created content for my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. He told you how to read quotes. So again, if you're getting pushed by any of these kind of online body shops, if you're in the course, go look at that video because he could save you a lot of money. Uh, so Matt, thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm.